This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker here with you on a very somber Tuesday afternoon in the wake of the events that happened at Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio last night during Monday Night Football, just past the midway mark of the first quarter. We all know what happened. Those of you that were watching or listening to the game know that DeMar Hamlin had experienced cardiac arrest on the field after making a tackle on T. Higgins in the game in the first quarter. And while we were all watching it unfold, not knowing exactly what was going on, I think we all very quickly realized it was a very serious situation quite frankly a life or death situation and now we are still I'm going to be honest with you (laughs) doing the game on the radio traveling overnight with the team back to Buffalo Uh, I'm still trying to find my footing in all of this Um, you know I know Steve has tons of years of experience broadcasting games that was unprecedented the only thing that I even said on the air that I and my thoughts went to this as I was watching the ambulance back up visibly upset players on the field was the Kevin Everett situation. It is the only thing that comes remotely close to what we all experienced last night. That was in the season opener back in 2007 when, for those that don't know, Kevin Everett, a former tight end of the Buffalo Bills, was coming down the field covering a kickoff, collided violently, with the return man Dominic Hickson of the Giant of the Broncos, and um, immediately was motionless on the field. We would learn later he suffered a severe spinal cord injury, and fortunately, through the great work of the doctors and medical professionals, uh, his temporary paralysis uh, was only temporary, and he regained the ability to walk and function in everyday life. His football career was over, but that was the only time where I heard a stadium fall silent as quickly as it did in Cincinnati last night. Um, There really is no update from the latest news, which we received through a statement from the team overnight. And that statement basically by the Bills confirmed that DeMar Hamlin had a cardiac event following a cardiac arrest following the hit in the game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field transferred to UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment, and sedated and listed in critical condition. We have since learned, based on medical comments that have been out there, and we take them at their word as medical professionals, that sedating 
a patient in a case like this is common to basically let the entire body rest, not have, you know, a lot of brain activity, not have a lot of uh, circulatory activity. They try to sedate the body so it can rest and heal properly. And we imagine that that is, in fact, what the medical professionals in Cincinnati are doing with him right now. Um, Steve, I can go on and on about what we were experiencing in Cincinnati. Where did where did your perspective lie in all of well, this? Like, Not only, you know, being a, a guy that covers the team as an employee of the Bills, but as a former player. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I mean, I've been in, in and around the NFL since, you know, last century, 1985. Uh, so I'm pushing 40 years. And because of that, we've all seen too many times guys get carted off the field. And, and it was uh, – is one of those things, and you felt the inertia even from Joe Buck and, and Troy Aikman, uh, their guy Terry McCauley in the in the booth. You know, he, his job is to support those two guys, Joe and Troy. So Terry calls the league, calls his guy at the officiating. Hey, what's the procedure for something like this? If this if he stays down for if they for an extended amount of time, they say, well, you know, they'll give him a five minute warm up and then. So he relays that, and poor Tony and Joe are just trying to for any scrap of information, and uh, they say, "Well, the league, you know, says." And what really the league didn't say it; they, the league just told them what the procedure was. And of course, pretty quickly, everybody realized that's you know not what this is about. Uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, and Don Aponte, who is the chief administrator of football operations for the National Football League, she was there. Yeah, on site, and for all the policies and the rules and regulations that we've all become so familiar with, and uh, in situations for the league, they always have something going on with replay and rules changes and player safety. Um, the people who make those policies last night listened to the people who were actually at the stadium and said, "You know what? You're right. We're not going to do it, go any further." And uh, I've said it a million times: the league. Sometimes takes a little time getting it, but they always get it right, and they did. So kudos to the people on the ground, Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor in particular, for what they, how they handled their players and their team and the, and the resumption of the game, um, and certainly the first responders and the guys on the field. Um, let me just say this. I, I played in the league for 13 years, and I was in the locker room with my teammates – and not just the teammates, but the staff guys, the equipment guys are part of the family. You know, you know them like your own family. The, the guys who help you every day, they tape your ankles, they give you clean socks, they, you know, they wash your stuff, they clean the locker room, they're there with you all the time. They become part of the family. And that goes for the training staff. And by proxy, strangely enough, the first responders and all those, you just tend, because the game hurts so bad sometimes, you just have this sense of trust for the guys who know what they're doing medically. When those guys run out on the field to DeMar and start working on him, you trust them. And, but last night, you kind of, we all entered into some, some uncharted waters. You can see the look on Josh's face, Sean's face, you know, Steph's face, Tredavious's face. You know, all of them were seeing something go on there. They had to resuscitate DeMar, and it was frightening. 
And from that moment on, you knew something was going to be different. Uh, all of us, we didn't see it. We couldn't see it on the broadcast back here. And you know, all of us kind of found out piecemeal as they went along that sun, the longer it went on the field, um, this was going to be a little different scenario. And that's why, you know, they did the right thing. And this game was not going to continue. But it just, my heart goes out to all the guys on the field. I'm just so thankful. And not, I don't know, I guess a little bit, but you think back to the Kevin Everett thing. And incidentally, the Kevin Everett incident was the day I got put on the Wall of Fame in the stadium. And it was right after it happened. Yeah. It was the opening kickoff of the second half after the halftime ceremony. It's, you, you just so thankful that the league and the teams and the professionals, the medical professionals, the first responder, they take all their stuff so seriously. They came out, they were ready. They had the defib there, they had the guys, they had CPR guys, they had the ambulance. They were there and they had drilled it. You know, they drill it every year right before the season. So they're up to snuff. They go through, they they're they're all ready for it. And they were last night. And uh and all of us I think are at least a little thankful today that they got stuff like this in place. Like I said, I've been playing the game since I was 11 or 12. I've been in a league for almost 40 years. And I never seen anything like that. That's right. that we're all in uncharted waters. And and even today we're going to spend the next 3 hours talking about it. We're all going to kind of hang in here where we're at with DeMar Hamlin until we find out he's okay. Until we find out we can we're going to move forward and he's going to move forward. And we can do it together. We're not going to do anything until we find out the condition and, and prognosis and future for DeMar Hamlin. Because we're all stuck there. This whole, yep. The whole league is stuck right here until um, there's resolution here. We did get uh, some explanation on the procedural events and decisions at the league level from some league executives on a conference call after the game had been postponed and the Bills were making their way out of the stadium because there was no more football that was going to be played last night, Senior Vice President of Health and Safety Policy Jeff Miller, Executive Vice President of Football Ops Troy Vincent, and Don Aponte, the Chief Administrator of Football Operations, who was in the stadium last night, all got on a conference call and kind of laid out how everything came to be decided. And we'll hear from Troy Vincent. We have a couple of his comments that we'll play a little bit later on in the show. But it was very clear. I, I, I listened in on that conference call. I dialed in and listened to their comments. And essentially what came through clearly to me was – very wisely, Don Aponte, who I said was on site, Troy Vincent and Jeff Miller, who were on the phone at the league office, were tied in directly to head referee Sean Smith. And Sean Smith had his microphone open as he was talking to head coach Sean McDermott, Cincinnati head coach Zach Taylor. In real time, Troy Vincent and Jeff Miller were listening to the exchange in terms of the conversation between those three men on the field so that they were up to date in real time as to what was transpiring. And as we always say, 
informa more information helps you make a better decision. So they were gathering information in real time from the coaches, getting an assessment of where the players were at in the wake of the very unsettling and jarring events that were taking place on the field in terms of the care of DeMar Hamlin after he collapsed on the field. And while it did take some time, I think it was because the league did not want to make a decision from their perch in New York. They wanted to gather as much information as possible from the boots on the ground, so to speak, in Cincinnati to get the best assessment as to where both teams sat. And ultimately, after they gathered enough information and let things settle down after DeMar Hamlin was transported to the hospital, they ultimately made the correct decision, which was football is not happening tonight. That'll be addressed at a later time. Let's focus on DeMar Hamlin and his care and <laughs> get some prayers out. Um, power yeah. of prayer was first and foremost at that point in time. We're, we're all powerless unless you are a medical professional directly taking care of DeMar Hamlin. The rest of us are powerless in this situation outside of, you know, getting some prayers out yeah, the, for DeMar Hamlin. And the league, and, you know, the league makes the call, but here's the thing, and I thought was interesting, and I thought it showed really great leadership um, by Troy Vincent, Roger, you done all the thing Because the league, you know, obviously has to make a pronouncement they're not going to play the game. But what they did basically was listen to Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott. They said, what do you guys think? And they said, no. And they said, okay, we got you. Basically is what happened. Um, the leadership of the two head coaches in this instance has been really good. And the, the ability and the willingness of the league up at the top who weren't there. Now, Donna Ponte was there, and she was on board with it as well. So – Everybody on site told the league what should happen, and the league said, okay, you're right, we'll go with that. And, and they made – that leadership model made a decision that has never been made in the NFL before, uh, canceling a game that was already in progress – or post, they're saying postpone. Postponing a game that was already in progress and stopping it, sending everybody home, saying it's not going to happen tonight. It's never been done. And the league, listening to the people on the ground, made the right decision in conference with them. And I, you know, that's exactly how it should have happened. Yeah. And uh, kudos to them. Now you, and I, this, <laughs> people, you know, people saying, well, it took them too long. What were they going to, you know, well, took them too long. Yeah. But I'm what, just 20 gonna, minutes too long? All I'm going mean, to say come is, on. all I'm going to say is this. I would rather have a governing body like the NFL take longer and make the right call right. than rush it and make the wrong one. It, the We're the amount of time it. it took to make the right decision is immaterial. Well, What's most important is the right decision was made. Yeah, absolutely. And, and whether here's the thing. We found out about it, what, an hour after the incident occurred. That doesn't mean that's when the decision was made. Well, <laughs> you right. Know, so. And really – how long it took is neither here nor yeah, there. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But you don't know all the elements that had to go into that decision, the procedural uh, steps that they take to cover any and all bases. So, yeah. But kudos before to, you want to cast stones, yeah. the league got it right, and yeah, that's kudos, the bottom line. Kudos to Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor. Um, 
Zach Taylor walked across the field and, and yeah, came, to to Sean, came to Sean McDermott and basically said, hey, what do you think? And I, he goes, I got you 100%. What do you want to do? And Sean, with his hand over his mouth, they had a conversation that was, you could tell, the, you could tell the top of the conversation. And whatever decision, <laughs> I hate to say it like this, but those two guys were going to make the call. Right. And no matter what the league thinks, what Troy Vincent or Roger Goodell think, the two guys there with the head coaching knew that the two teams on either side of them were going to do exactly what they were told by those two right. guys, no matter what Roger Goodell or Troy Vincent said. And so Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor made the call on the sideline with the official standing right there, and that's when it, that's when it happened. When right. the Bills left the field, that's when the decision was made. We know that while all our concerns lie with the health – and improvement in status of DeMar Hamlin now. We do invite your phone calls at 803-0550-1888-550-2550. Our show today is an opportunity for you as Bills fans to come together as a community in support of DeMar Hamlin. So we welcome your phone calls. We have open lines for you at 803-0550-1888-550-2550. Whether you just want to offer well wishes uh, whether you want to just offer thoughts and prayers or whether you have experienced, unfortunately, something similar to this that you want to share is an opportunity for us to be therapeutic as a Bills community. So we welcome your phone calls, as we said, at 803-0550-1888-550-2550. Jordan Rooney, who is the marketing agent for DeMar Hamlin and a close personal friend, put out a statement from DeMar's family. This came out just a short time ago, right before we went on the air, and it reads as follows. From the family of DeMar Hamlin, on behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to DeMar during this challenging time. We are deeply moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country. We also want to acknowledge the dedicated first responders and healthcare professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center who have provided exceptional care to DeMar. We feel so blessed to be part of the Buffalo Bills organization and to have their support. We also want to thank Coach Taylor and the Bengals for everything they've done. Your generosity and compassion mean the world to us. Please keep DeMar in your prayers. We will release updates as soon as we have them. Thank you, the Hamlin family. Uh, That statement coming out just a short time ago. So... Uh, yeah, it's, (laughs) I think everybody appreciates people in the medical field and what they do. It really hits home as to just how important those people are in our community or whatever community you might be in when a tragic event strikes and them springing into action literally when seconds counted not minutes yeah Yeah. seconds same thing same thing was kevin everett yeah fantastic and i will just tell you i I mentioned this on the morning show i was on with howard and jeremy this morning on the buffalo flagship wgr and i was the thing that i noticed first in observing this because we've all observed serious injuries on the field heck we just observed it back in week two when dane jackson suffered the neck injury and medical teams rushed out onto the field very quickly. The thing that was different this time was one of the athletic trainers or medical people on the Bills staff 
immediately was pointing to the Cincinnati sideline, telling them to get the defibrillator. Right. Running onto the field and pointing to them, you know, AED, get the AED, and a medical staff member for the Bengals, like a shot, ran to the wall, you know, the lower bowl wall that circles the field, where I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the AED is mounted and charged for the at the ready, ripped it off the wall and was on the field in 20 seconds. And the paddles were out probably in about 30 when, like I said, every second literally counted. It was impressive to yeah. witness yeah. the the speed at which that was deployed. You got, And that's part of why guys – at the at this level, are willing to play this game um, the way they do, right? You, this is a like this for all of us. This is a once in a lifetime event. I've been playing the game since I was twelve. Never seen anything like this, um, and the fact that it's the, the the possibility always seems so remote until you see an event like this. It always seems so remote, and. Things like that make players like me, or like I used to be, comfortable and be able to play with great joy and passion and and practice hard and train hard and play with confidence um, because we trust people like that. And I know there have been times when when I was hurt and I would come, and the guys who would come out, Bud Carpenter and Eddie Abramowski would come out, and Randy Ribick, those guys, the Ribick, Woody was the equipment guy. But, you know, you just, if you were down and they came out, you knew you were there with somebody who cared about you. Um, that's big. Um, so that's part of why players are able to play this game because the league gets these issues right. Um, you go back in time, we keep bringing up the Kevin Everett thing. There have been countless other situations. One one of the things that changes this is certainly this is an injury none of us have really seen before or heard about. But also, um, we're here talking about it because we don't know how DeMar's doing. And that's the thing that sticks with all of us. We don't know yet. Even in the Kevin Everett thing, Kevin Everett gave a thumbs up. You know, in the Alex Smith, when he broke, shattered his leg, he was sitting up, high five, and his teammates. He said, "I'm going to be you." You get a sense that they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. We don't know that yet, and until all of us get some sense of how this is going to come out, we, you know, we sit and wait. And we're all in uncharted and uncomfortable place right now. And it's not fun. It's not right. fun. And we, um, so we're in it together. Brownie and I are sitting here together uh, working our way through it, um, just like everybody in our building is. So we're, and we ask you, if you want, to come on board with us. Yeah, and, and we'll and, get to and, the and phone calls in just a second. Before we do that, there is a statement that has been released by Bengals owner Mike Brown. First and foremost, the Bengals continue to send – Thoughts and prayers to DeMar Hamlin and his family. Our hearts are with everyone in this unprecedented time. What we can do is support one another. Last night was supposed to be a great night for the NFL and a great showcase for our hometown. 
Instead, the human side of our sport became paramount, and in that moment, humanity and love rose to the forefront. As medical personnel undertook extraordinary measures, both teams demonstrated respect and compassion, while fans in the stadium and people around the country bolstered the support for DeMar and love for each other. The Bengals are thankful for the love and compassion shown by all, praying for DeMar. I will say this, being in Cincinnati in that stadium, um, I already mentioned how the electricity that was coursing through that stadium at the start of the football game to where it went when people realized the severity of the situation, you could have heard a pin drop in there, and there were 70,000 people gathered together. I will say this. I was impressed by the compassion shown by Cincinnati fans applauding when DeMar got loaded into the ambulance. Um, There was no animosity by people who were planning to spend a Monday night watching football, leaving the stadium. Everybody left in an orderly manner. You know, nobody was being a jack wagon saying, no, we're not going to do the football. There was none of that. And even after the game, for a long time, There were a lot of Bengals and Bills fans still outside the stadium, you know, waiting as our buses were in the parking lot for a while before we left and just kind of waving at the buses as we left, kind of, you know, doing whatever they could to kind of say, hey, we're, you know, we're with you, that kind of thing. So my hat's off to the Cincinnati Bengals fans. They showed me a lot of class and the Bills team, for that matter. They showed a lot of class last night. They really did. Bless their heart. And it, it, it is something. Um a little bit of it was made. This is a rekindling of that relationship where the Bengals, by beating the Baltimore Ravens, had put the oh, Bills in into the playoffs yeah. in 2017. And, um, and, of course, if you haven't heard DeMar Hamlin's toy, toy drive, which the goal was $2,500, is well, now at about $3.9 million. He started and, that right after his college right, career ended. Right. He wanted Before to he start it. He wanted to start it before, but GoFundMe pages were illegal for NCAA athletes, so he waited until you know, he had graduated or yeah. finished his career his mom, and then started it. His mom runs a, a daycare center, so he's, a, you know, he's one of those guys. His mom and, dad, he's mom and dad and his brother are a big part of his life. He said they're the most important thing ever. And um, so he starts this toy drive, and it, and it also goes to some other things as well, like kids' camps and whatnot. Um, it does not go to. He's his around mom's, kids a lot. Yeah, it does not go to his mom's daycare. It does go to to camps and toys and like it says. Wow, we're over uh, four million. Now Steve. it's at four million four thousand. I and you see all the people who have donated and you know Andy Dalton, if the guy from 2017 who the Bills fans rallied around, he donated three grand in honor of Demar Hamlin and his number. And that's his, why yeah, it was three. Demar's grand. number three. Is it three grand? Uh, so. Yeah, this it's this spread far and wide pretty quickly, and I think it's a testament not only to the you know the good nature that people I think inherently project on themselves. It's also the obsession we have with this game. There was think about the millions of people who were watching that game last night and who didn't get what they thought they were going to get, um, and now have changed that over into um, thoughts about DeMar Hamlin and the yeah. good things he's done. And we've, you know, we've got all kinds of content here in the building. We're not going to play it all, but, you know, there are snippets that give you – because a lot of – you know, they don't, you never met him. Yeah. And we have, and we've got little snippets that give you an idea of what kind of guy he is, it's, yeah. and he's pretty awesome. So that's why a guy like that, not just because it was any player, but DeMar, 
who you know, had his teammates a little really upset and visibly upset last night when they yeah. saw him down. We'll pass along some of that as we move along here in the show. We want to get to the phones, though, now. And leading us off today is Alex in Rockland. What do you have for us, Alex? You're on One Bills Live. Hi, good afternoon, Chris. Good afternoon, Steve. And I just want to say thank you for being a vehicle for not just Bills fans, but football fans and just humans in general to re- release some of these emotions that are, are so, was supposed to be a sport for entertainment and it quickly changed um, in seconds. And I'm a sports physical therapist with extensive sideline coverage. I've been around sports for 30 years. Uh, I've practiced exactly, Steve, what you were talking about. Every year I go through training on stabilizing the, the spine, holding the, the helmet, removing the face mask. It is not easy taking shoulder, uh, shoulder pads off these football players and, and then putting an AED on them. And so that's my worst nightmare. Um, and, and I'm usually ready for an ACL. I'm usually ready for a concussion. Right. But this is the worst case scenario. And I can't say enough things for the first responders between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills and, and actually implementing the plan the way it was designed. There are so many different people involved that this could have went wrong. And what they did was, 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 was beautiful. I've been a part of bringing people back to life. I've seen people die. It's part of being a medical professional. And unfortunately, and fortunately, depending on how you look at it, but they did their jobs to the T in front of millions of people. It wasn't like in the corner in a hospital room where only four or five people are involved. You had 80,000 people live. You had... Um, millions of people on TV and kudos to the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals working together for this young man. Um, I have a lot of hope for the Hamlins because I've been there. I know that he's going to be okay. I know a lot of people are listening to me right now worried, is this guy going to make it? Is he going to die? Because that's kind of natural. But being a medical professional, I know he's going to be okay. So um, um, Bills fans and football fans and those from Pittsburgh and Hamlin who know this kid uh, intimately, um, please have faith and hope and still pray um, that he comes out 100%. And um, I just wanted to be, as a medical professional who's done this before, I empathetically feel what they went through. So if you have any questions for me, I'll stay on. If not, I just want to wish you guys and say thank you for being a vehicle. This isn't easy for you guys. This isn't easy for you right. to talk about it. Um, so thank you again for for stepping up to the task and in, in your capacity and what you can do to allow all of us in Buffalo and New York and across the country to kind of heal from this. Yeah. Right, and Alex, you, Alex, I think I the only thing it. I, the only thing we would ask um, just if you could confirm for us the, the sedation portion of the treatment um, as well as, you know, trying to let his body rest the whole method behind that if you have any knowledge on that front as a medical professional absolutely it's actually routine protocol even for spinal cord injuries to cool the body to reduce inflammation because not not only was there trauma to the body from the from the impact but also there's a a a shock response from the rest of the body and you can actually lose organs um other organs so that the whole process of cooling the body down for 24 to 48 hours is protocol to spare other vital organs like kidneys um, and, and liver and other, because the whole body's in trauma. Right. What, 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 believe, what I believe would happen was called commodicordia, which is extremely rare. Um, it's why little leaguers now have to, pitchers have to wear chest pads, um, because it is very rare. It's like getting struck by lightning at some point, how rare it is. Right. Um, and 
but it does happen, and that's why they went through the protocol. And um, if you have any questions about that, I so is that now. so? Basically, I know it's a cardiac event. Is the heart being shocked out of rhythm from the hit? Is that what we're suspect? I mean, Correct. I don't want to speculate here, but basically, it's, it's basically what happens is is there is an electrical current that goes through your heart that kind of gets your you know your some of the EKGs measuring. It's kind of basically um, the signal that tells the heart to beat, and he got struck. At right before that signal was going to be uh, to, to have a contraction, and it started a cardiac arrest. And okay. right. it is extremely rare. And so the AED was the only thing that would save him. So what you mentioned, the, the Cincinnati Bengal athletic training staff running immediately and putting the AED, by the way, removing his shoulder pads, that's not, that, that doesn't happen without practice. You know, uh, imagine how nervous those guys must have been, but they've done it dozens of times and i'm going to be straight up with you i've done it dozens of times and i'm like kind of half-assing it excuse me uh, i'm not putting a hundred percent of my effort because it never happens like okay we're not we're just doing this because we have to and i'm going through the motions and oh my god there it is my worst nightmare right on tv yeah. in front of millions of people well, i'm usually ready for an acl or a broken bone but not this yeah alex thank you so Thanks much for much, calling alex. sharing your expertise it. i appreciate it um and that's you know we've i've started we've started to have experts weigh in on it and you know it, it gives you a lot of hope about you know how uh, demar coming out of this i know i would encourage you to um mike tomlin steelers head coach who um did a little bit of a media session today um he does he, he was very open about demar hamlin of course demar went to Pitt, and if you know where the steelers practice it is in one building Side by it's in the same building as the Pittsburgh Panthers. There's just a wall between them. It's one building. You go in one door for the Panthers and right. one door for the Steelers. They're and both teams use the same practice field. So, um, and Mike Tomlin alluded to the fact that he's known Demar Hamlin since he was 12, and uh, had some things to say about him today. And uh, he said that before he had alluded to anything about the Steelers game this weekend. Um, I've got it here. He said, it's a really personal thing for me. I've known that guy since he was about 12. I have a lot of respect and love for him as a human being. I have a lot of love for that young man. We lift him and that organization up in prayer. And let's not forget, Mike Tomlin and Sean McDermott are former college teammates. Right. So it wouldn't shock me at all if Coach Tomlin has already reached out to Coach McDermott just to see kind of where he's at. Because here's the thing, and we'll get to break in a second because I know we're up against the clock. Coach McDermott, as concerned as he is for DeMar Hamlin's health, has to lead his team. And he's got to focus on leading more than he can on his thoughts and prayers for DeMar Hamlin because he's the caretaker for an entire roster of players and a coaching staff. So it's only natural for a head coach who knows what that is like in a time of tragedy to reach out and say, hey, how are you doing? Right. It's yes, exactly. Per, from up here, but because it's it's typical and and normal, you know, a guy like Sean McDermott, you you want to lead your players and be there for them, uh, but you feel guilty because you don't want to move on without Demar. You know what I mean? You don't want to lead your team and start getting them in the practice field and start thinking about other things when you've got one of the family um, not with you. So it's a, it's a difficult balance to strike it takes great leadership and i have total faith in the bills ability to do that and sean's ability to do that um there was a handful of front office people and people who stayed behind in cincinnati with demar and his family um 
And so they're, they'll have eyes and ears right there uh, if anything, if any news comes out. So, it, yeah, it's a difficult time. And th- like we said, this is not something any of us have ever been through, not in my lifetime. And um, it's you, you, we're kind of treading water a little bit, all of us. Right. So um, we're putting the phones open, and if you want to, you can, you can chime in and, and join yeah. us and, and talk. We'll take a break here, but when we come back, your phone calls at 803-0550, as uh, we all hope and pray for an improved condition for DeMar Hamlin, who at latest word still remains in critical condition at the UC Medical Center in Cincinnati. We're back with your phone calls next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 